0: Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Point Africa podcast. My name is Emmanuel, as usual. Eventually, it could be somebody else, but for now, it's still Emmanuel. And uh, welcome to this show where we give you the latest, the gistiest, and most exciting news in the tech space that happened during the week. So, over the week, a lot of things happened, but we decided to pick one really, really notable point to talk about in this podcast. Yeah, it's a new format we're experimenting with, and we're expecting your feedback on this. So, over the week, Jumia announced that it will be scrapping some of its products offerings and laying off some of its staff. So it was in their first quarter, no, not first quarter, their third quarter results. And uh, there were lots of interesting talking points which we are going to touch on. But what stood out was the Jumia Prime subscription, which is Jumia's answer to Amazon Prime, will be ending. So it's like a subscription service where you, when you subscribe, you get access to free deliveries and all of that. Time period of the subscription, then the third party logistics service will be ending in almost every country except Nigeria, Cote d'Ivoire, and Morocco. And recall in 2020, Jumia shut down a lot of its operations in several African countries, including Cameroon and some other uh, African countries. So that's uh, quite an interesting one. So they shut down operations totally, and now they are ending third party logistics services in. Almost every country in Africa except three of them Morocco, Nigeria, and Cote d'Ivoire. And if you recall a few podcast episodes ago, we announced that the junior co CEOs, Sacha neck and Jeremy Hodara, stepped down from their roles as co CEOs. Very, very weird position, I know, but yeah, I don't know how they made that work. But moving forward, we are trying to actually make sense of what this all means for the e-commerce giants. I mean, Jimmy has been the poster child for e-commerce in Africa for a very, very long time. And to date, they are the only tech company that has listed on the New York Stock Exchange from Africa. The only African tech company that has listed on New York Stock Exchange. Debates about whether they're African or not is still there, but yeah, they are still African, basically. But let me not talk too much. I'm inviting Tingo Gozeri, our senior reporter here at TechPoint Come and help me make sense of the whole Jimia debacle. James, welcome.
1: Thank you. How about you? I see thank you for having me. Abby. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: African fintechs have so far raised over 1.2 billion dollars in 2022. But do you really know what fintech means? Do you know how it affects your startup and your financial life? Well, let me show you how. If you sell products online, for instance, you could add fintech elements like a feature that allows payments in installments to your business or provide insurance at little cost to you and your customer. You don't even need to know anything about fintech to do this. But maybe that's not your cup of tea. What if you want to build the next space stack or Flutterwave but you haven't raised a million dollars? What if you're a fintech company struggling to get customers, or maybe you're stuck at a dead-end job and you're thinking of what new skills to acquire to enter a lucrative sector like fintech and maybe build wealth before retirement? Whether you're saving for retirement or building a billion-dollar company, fintech affects everything. TechPoint Africa, in partnership with our headline sponsor, One Liquidity, will be hosting the Fintech Summit on November 26, 2022, at 4 points by Sheraton Victoria Island Lagos. Head over to fintech.techpoint.africa to grab your ticket immediately. Yeah, so welcome to the Techpoint Africa podcast show. Thank you for yeah. having me. So, um There there are a lot of things to talk about, right? And number one, why? let's let's zero in on Jumia specifically. There's a change in executive leadership and uh, Francis Dufay is taking up uh, the helm and all of that. But the underlying narrative around Jumia is they've been making losses since forever. Mm -hmm. They've built as many product offerings, they've built very, very massive infrastructure in Nigeria and other African countries to power e-commerce been operating at a loss for several years now so
1: why do you think this is why do i think it is i think short answer is they are not making as much money to cover the operating cost Hmm. it's as simple as that so if i'm in a business if i sell a pen to you for 10 naira but it costs me 20 naira to produce that pen and get it to you then no matter how many pens i sell provided my operating costs exceeds um what you're paying me for that service then. I just can't only profit. I think that's like the straightforward answer to it. For Jumia, why are they not why have they not made profits? It's it's also similar. They are spending a lot of money to acquire customers. They are spending a lot of money to deliver their services to the customers. And that money they are spending they can't um they can't recoup it from the sales that they are making. So I had a conversation this week someone i mentioned something very interesting he said um for tech startups some of them have to change behaviors in order for them to succeed e-commerce has to change behaviors for it to succeed so i wasn't buying anything online in 2002 and then you come in 2015 or 2012 and you say you want me to buy things online it's a culture shift so you have to first of all educate me on why this is a better option when you succeed in educating me, it's not like you educate once and I get it do it several times. So when you do that, you have to convince me that, okay, now this is a safe way to shop. You know that we had issues with, should I pay on delivery? Should I not pay on delivery? Solve that trust problem. Then you also have to do marketing separately. So that doesn't even include the cost of acquiring um, the sellers who sell on that platform. So that's like a lot of costs that go into just delivering Let's say week to your house, and you never can tell when that um when that money you're spending would actually yield profits to you. So that's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why they are not making that much money.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you touched on some value points, right? Well, I'm thinking they've tried to. I'm um, I'm assuming I'm th- I'm speaking as an outsider. Like they've tried to play the compounding game mm-hmm. to build as many products as possible and get as many users as possible. Yeah. And uh, I actually wanted to touch about the point of education, but maybe time will not suffice. But if time suffices, we'll come back to that. But they've built a massive slew of products. So it's scrapping them really the way to go. Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below.
1: Scrapping them really the way to go. Yes and no. Yes, because <laughs> yes, because um, if you're not delivering a service, you don't have to pay for producing it. So the moment you scrap it, um, your operating costs from that side of the business drops. If... Now, why did I say no? No, because those are services that some of them have the potential. I'm I'm cool with scrapping Junior Prime. I think three thousand naira for me to have unlimited deliveries is is too cheap. I don't know anybody that will survive on that because if I buy a shoe, most vendors in in Lagos will charge me one thousand naira for one delivery. Now imagine if I do five deliveries in um in uh a month, that's already more and i guess they are they are betting on you have prime holders but who do not use the service frequently so that's like money you get for free but um if you if you scrap it i think that's perfect because now you're not providing services that you just are not making any profit from so it's scrapping it the way to go we really can't see you need to wait and see and will probably take a while maybe next two to three quarters for us to know whether it is is the right way to go now they're doubling down on certain place, on certain um, categories. Food is one of them. Interestingly, food, which now I think makes sense. We were having a discussion some time back about why two or three Nigerian companies, startups, got into IC and they are all food delivery. So I think it makes sense because food delivery was the fastest growing um, category. So it makes sense that they're doubling down on that. Doubling down on uh, um, electronics um, and just basically like everyday items that people need. So if something is working. Common sense is you double down on it. If something else isn't working, then maybe just scrap it and hope. Because like they said, Prima Prime, for example, was ahead of its time. Still, you'll be ahead of its time, maybe for the next 10 years. Because um, that particular service is subject to the macroeconomics of a country. Nigeria has like 133 million poor people. They are definitely not paying 3,000 naira every month just to be Prime subscribers. So I think it makes sense they are scrapping that service and focusing their attention on trends that are actually working for them so yeah, yeah okay so i'm um, um, so they mentioned layoffs. i'm guessing
0: the people that will be laid off would be the people working on some of these uh categories Possibly. That are scrapping, or would they be doing like wide scale layoff i mean sometimes i think it
1: will depend on the way their teams are structured so do they have a junior prime team If they have a junior prime team i think it makes sense that a lot of them will be laid off if they don't have um, if their teams are not divided according to categories or segments in the business. Then I think they would not be scrapping it yet, um, or w- those guys would not be laid off. But one thing they mentioned was some of their some of their executives. A lot of their top executives lived in Dubai, so a lot of them are moving back, and some of them that contracts have been terminated and stuff like that. So it's still early to tell. Maybe when we have official confirmation that these guys have been laid off. And we can now see what departments that they have been laid off from.
0: Mm. Okay, so I guess the obvious question is what's what next for them. So you've talked about doubling down on Jumia Food, doubling down on uh I think Jumia Pay was supposed to be like yes. a, a saving grace for them, but I don't know if they've they've been getting enough traction.
1: Mm, according to the reports last year, sorry, last quarter, mm. not this um Q I think Q two, yeah. Mm. Um, Q two reports, Junior Pay was doing well. And it was growing. So they I think they got a license, a payment service provider license early this year to operate in Nigeria, which suggests that they're probably going to like double down on that. That's that's that's, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough because the payments route uh, the payment space in Nigeria is like probably the most competitive in tech space. So I I think there's probably a way. There's probably something there for them. Um but hopefully this is something that I mean that license costs a whole lot of money, and keeping it would also cost a lot of money, so hopefully they are going to be um looking for ways to maximize it
0: okay, so final question so the whole business model for e commerce in Africa has always been subject of controversy mm-hmm. uh this they um uh, talked about this in an article and I would say. The business model for some of these economic companies have, have evolved, has evolved away from what Jumia is currently operating. So yeah. there's the Trade Depot, there's the Wasoko, there's uh, Wasoko is Kenyan, uh, market forces US-Kenyan. And uh, how, how, how do you think this will actually evolve right now? Do you think this Trade Depot's model and whatever would be like the go-to pattern? If that is a go-to pattern, does Jumia have any hope even with its current model even if it's doubling down on certain categories is there any hope for J- jumia's current model
1: okay interesting question so the way I see it is the two business models work um at the core of it e-commerce is simply you helping me get stuff mm-hmm. by ordering it online and I was reading an interesting article that Ojumo wrote when jumia launched and he mentioned something about so there's there's this concept that um, the clayton professor christensen clayton came up with non consumption so i can't i can't afford a car but i can afford a i can't afford to buy a toyota camry but i can afford to buy a Carry. so do you go ahead and pro- provide a a toyota camry in the hopes i wonder i be able to afford it or do you provide me a Carry and i pay for it immediately so it's one of the things that jimmy may have to look at um i say that because i think the e-commerce b2c e-commerce model is something that will not work immediately it's something that will work long term if people are poor they will not um they don't they really do not care where they shop so they are more interested in the cost
0: and getting value and getting for value money
1: they really do not care so maybe one thing they can try and um one thing they can try is can they get more goods produced locally can they do price controls So, for example, can Jimmy become the place where I get the cheapest items possible, which would now mean they are going to be more hands-on with their sellers because a lot of the things I see on Jimmy, I can go. So, something is selling for three thousand naira on Jimmy, and I go on, let's say AliExpress, and I'm seeing it there for like five hundred naira. Yes, there are some costs um, uh, involved, so that will factor into the the final price when it comes down to Nigeria, but. Can you get products that either are produced cheaper, but still serve the same product, uh, same purpose? If you can get those products to Nigerians, they really do not care where they buy it or who is selling it. Another thing might now be channels of acquisition. So they've done a whole lot of billboard ads. Agency banking has worked for the fintech industry. Can agency banking work for the for the e-commerce um, industry? Can I go to? a... I think there's a Kenyan startup that does something similar Where instead of you to use a smartphone you go to someone like a community leader you place an order and then the person gets it so can i go to nifemi who owns a store um uh, on my street place an order for the next one week and get it if that's possible then i think people will use jimia the other part is they can actually layer um, b2b services it's very very possible they can layer b2b services and it becomes something else now it's too early for us to tell, but it appears that B2B e-commerce companies have been getting a lot of money recently, which could suggest that they're making a lot of money as well. They are layering financing, they're able to finance small um, sales, they're able to finance these traders, they're able to like give them inventory financing. So there's a whole lot that they can do, and I think if they can layer on B2B services, give people cheaper, um, cheaper services, and probably try agency banking, um... I mean, these are just ideas off the top of my head, but hopefully, it can help them get on the road to profitability quicker.
0: All right, all right. So thank you very much, resume for coming to the podcast show. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> all right, so um, guys, let us know what you think about Jimia and all their uh, moves, the struggles. I'm actually a big fan of what they've been doing recently, and I hope I'm really I'm sort of rooting for them. I hope they work and uh I if, yeah yeah if if they work we'll be here to report it if if they don't work we'll be here to report it everything by here for you and uh if you're watching us on instagram on youtube or tiktok anywhere else you have your podcast sorry is any, is something wrong okay it's so, okay so if you're watching us on youtube instagram tiktok anything you have to say, please put it in the comment section. We are not afraid. And <laughs> please like, subscribe, and share with all your friends, families, and enemies. And yes. if you're listening to us, those who have been with us from the very, very beginning, let us know what you think. Uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify Stitcher, you and anywhere else you get your podcast. Please just do the thing. All right. See you guys next week. Bye bye.